brother or sister on this fashionably late 15th episode of the Good Morning God podcast. As is tradition, I am your host, the Brazilian mountaineer and missionary, Lucas Ham Swisher. Thank you so much for joining me on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as I try to remind you that the best part of waking up isn't coffee in your cup, but asking God what's up. I pray that this moment of reflection gives you a little break amidst the busyness or monotony of your day as you try to navigate the game of life, because you, my friend, are not alone. So last week I talked about Avatar, the last airbender, Jesus, the true water walker, and how we are called to go out on the water through a relationship with him, not a religion for ourselves. Today's devotional time and focus is joiner driven and brought to you by my little brother in Christ, Paulo, a Brazilian friend of mine, who's actually going to college in the U.S. right now and last week nominated love as our focus for today. So to tackle this topic, I would like to jump right in by asking this question while also reading lyrics to a classic song, Try Not to Bob Your Head. What is love? Oh, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me no more. Oh, I don't know. What can I do? What else can I say? It's up to you. I know we're one, just me and you. I can't go on. No, I don't know why you're not fair. I give you my love, but you don't care. So what is right and what is wrong? Give me a sign. What is love? Oh, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. And no more. Okay, I'll be honest. I was surprised I made it that far without singing. I definitely did not make it to the end without bobbing my head. This classic song, made modernly famous by the night at the Roxbury skit, not the movie from Saturday Night Live, asks us a question that we will be reflecting on today. What is love? Love is an idea often misunderstood and misused by you and I. I mean, I can love my wife, love God, love pizza, even just love love itself all at the same time, and yet none of those should be or can be expressed in the same way. Of course, there have been earthly moments when we have understood a little of what love is all about. For example, when the Beatles sang, all you need is love, they were definitely on the right track. But more often than not, we as humans can't quite get it right in the area of love's meaning and truest expression. But there was and is one human that lived the truest life of love on earth and remains alive to meet us in heaven someday, and that is Jesus Christ. He can truly show us the way of love, and for your consideration, I would like to read a story in the Bible in which he helped one of his disciples, Peter, and us vicariously to understand what love truly is all about and how we can genuinely express and accept it. So our story starts in John chapter 21. Jesus had already walked this earth for 33 years, been crucified, died, and resurrected. During that time, Peter had priorly denied Jesus, but not really dealt with the guilt that he had felt over it. But on this third meeting, Jesus had a very telling and challenging conversation with him, starting with verse 15. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, he told him. A second time, Jesus asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said to him, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. He asked him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me. Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. So Peter in this moment was having difficulty in completely understanding what true love is, was, and should be. And oftentimes like Peter, while we can understand some aspects of love, often we don't quite get all of it or know how to best express it. So let's look at it a few ways demonstrated in this short conversation of what love is. First of all, love is about valuing both God and man. Maybe not equally, but proportionally at least. 
Three times, Peter declares his love and commitment to Jesus, but each time, Jesus insists that he love and care for others also, thus demonstrating the point that both need and deserve our love and commitment, God and man. Think back to when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment that we are called to follow, and he gave actually two commandments. The first being, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and then quickly followed up by challenging us to love our neighbor as we would and do for ourselves. To be honest, usually we will lean one way or the other. A pastor or a Christian will often focus their love more on God, his laws, and worship, going to church every week, and doing all the right things. And then on the other side, there are those who maybe don't believe in Christ or don't have a relationship with him, but are very concerned about social justice, about their family, about their friends. I know for me, one of my greatest challenges in life has been in how to balance my life as a pastor, a podcaster, a father, a husband. I mean, I care for them all. You know, I, I feel a strong desire to guide people spiritually, to, to use my podcasting as a, as a form of ministry, to talk about life, to talk about, you know, passions and, and fun things, games and make jokes, etc., And then, of course, my greatest two roles in life as a father and a husband. I mean, I love my wife and I love my kids, but I don't have time for all of them all the time. Each has to be focused on intently, proactively, and planned sometimes. But it's not a reason to not love both. And so for God, for mankind, for those around us, for those we don't know, they all need our love. Secondly, love is about speaking a language, both your way and their way, whoever that they is. More often than not, a failure to love others effectively or genuinely comes down to this, as the famous line goes from an old classic movie called Cool Hand Luke. What we have here is a failure to communicate. Peter and Jesus were actually using two different words for love in this conversation. And we don't get that because, well, English. Now what that difference is, I will divulge later, but their difference of perspective and intent still demonstrates that in order for us to truly love each other effectively, we have to understand not just how we prefer or are good at showing love and care for others, but recognizing how they should and want to be loved. There's a great book by Dr. Emerson Egricks that Mindy and I read through with a small group years ago called Love and Respect. It touches on some important marital subject matters and most importantly practically applies the writing of Paul to the Ephesians where he gives all these instructions to couples and how to treat each other and then ends with this powerful statement. To sum up, each one of you is to love his wife as himself and the wife is to respect her husband. From here the book talks about how men desire respect and women long to be loved and so that is why they speak in that way to the other. But did you hear Paul's commands? Husbands, love your wives. Don't respect your wives. Love them. And wives, don't love your husbands. Respect your husbands. Dr. Emerson and Paul both recognize that our tendency is to love the way that we prefer. But when we stop and we think and take time to understand and express love, respect, and care for others the way they prefer, we will become that much more effective in truly connecting with others. As a side note, another good book that I would recommend is Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. Check it out. It's good stuff. If you've ever seen the musical Hamilton, you know that some people, like King George, have a funny way of expressing their love, such as when he says, Oceans rise, empires fall, we've seen each other through it all, and when push comes to shove, I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Man, I love that musical. But seriously, love is about relationship, connecting through the five senses, listening to others, and not just showing our love in our way, but in the way they prefer, and then also communicating how we prefer to be loved and valued so that they don't have to guess. The third aspect of love we don't 100% get often is that it's about talking and doing. Jesus asked Peter if he loved him three times, which demonstrated his doubt after Peter had denied him three times earlier. And each time Peter offered words of assurance, and each time Jesus 
offered the challenge of action. In another text and letter of Paul's, 1 Corinthians, he talks a lot about love in chapter 13, where it says love is patient, kind, not envying or boasting, etc. But earlier on in chapter 4, verse 20, he states this, For the kingdom of God, God, remember God is love, so the kingdom of love is not a matter of talk, but of power. Paul speaks directly to the importance of not just talking about how important God or how much we love people or our wife or our kids or our friends and family, but showing and demonstrating that love, a.k.a. power. How this looks in terms of faith or following God is this. It's not enough to believe that God exists. You have to seek him, ask for help, put your trust in him, give him a chance to demonstrate his power. So when it comes to your faith, your walk with God, be careful that you're not just offering words because even the devil believes that God exists, as James says. He trembles in fear. Words and actions must work together and be connected in order to be real and genuine. Otherwise, how real is that love that you have? Finally, the last and pretty important aspect of love that we need to get 100% is that it's a feeling and a choice. Peter felt like following Jesus during most of his ministry, but at some point when things were tough, he didn't always feel like it, and so he denied him three times. And he struggled at times not just to love Jesus in that moment, but many times to love others. Earlier I had told you in this conversation, Jesus and Peter were talking about two different kinds of love. And again, this gets a little lost in translation for us because in English, we just have the word love. We don't speak Aramaic as Jesus spoke with his disciples or read Greek as this was originally written for its original readers and then eventually translated us in English. You see, Peter initially responds to Jesus with phileo love or brotherly love, which is still a strong love, but it's temporary and conditional. Jesus, each time he was asking Peter if he loved him, he was speaking with an unconditional love or agape love. So imagine the conversation in English may be sounding more like this. Hey, Peter, do you love me? Jesus, yeah, I, I like you a lot. And then Jesus saying, show me. Peter, do you value our friendship? Jesus, I'm like 99% certain I do. And then again, Jesus saying, show me. And then finally, Peter, do you love me unconditionally? And then finally, as he was hurt by the repeated questioning, Peter says, yes, I love you unconditionally. And then Jesus says again, then love and value my people and creation in the same way. There's a huge difference that we need to get because until we learn to not just feel, but choose to love, to value, to talk and act in ways that demonstrate love with others, we will continue to fail, continue to struggle and be limited in our success in connecting with and loving God and making a difference in God's kingdom. God is love. Jesus is the truest expression of that, and his love is eternal and life-changing. And so it only makes sense that we should fully utilize it and allow it to transform our lives. At some point early on in my marriage with my wife, Mindy, we decided that divorce was not an option. You know, we had our early marriage struggles, and we had moments, we had doubts. But when it came down to it, we said, we can't let divorce be an option. We can't hold that over each other's head. As I've gotten older, it's that commitment that anchors me when I fail, when my feelings aren't there, when my emotions ebb and flow. Oftentimes, with that anchor of knowing that we are unconditionally committed to each other, the emotions and the feelings, they return stronger than ever. But even then, knowing that our commitment and love is a choice that we have for each other until death do us part, that goes far deeper than any emotion or butterflies can go. So, for you... What is love? Are you directing love and valuing both God and man? Or do you greatly prefer one over the other? Remember, Jesus loved and died for everyone. You, me, Hitler, Democrats, Republicans, murderers, saints, and sinners, regardless of how sorry or not sorry they are or were. Are you loving and valuing others in a way they understand? For their sake, are you communicating how you prefer to be loved and allowing them to care for you as well? Are your words and actions and love matching up? 
if I ask your husband, your wife, kids, friends, and family about the words you say and the actions you demonstrate? Do they work together or against each other? And finally, how conditional is your love and value for God, for others, for your family, for your friends, especially those that maybe you don't like right now or you don't agree with or you're having difficulty with? Does your commitment to them and love for them go up and down like the tide? Or are you anchored in your commitment to the one who committed to you first and has given you great, great love and has given you amazing, though sometimes challenging, opportunities to love your friends, family, and neighbors? If you're willing, it would be great if you could share your thoughts on this. Maybe give a little feedback. You can write me personally on Facebook or Twitter or connect with me and our joiners by joining Discord. Feel free to check out the links to these in the show notes. If you prefer to use your voice, you can also give me a call at 929-GMG-GUYS. Leave a message to answer or ask a question or share your own story. And then please seriously consider connecting, confiding, or conversing with us, with me, the GMG joiners and listeners, uh, in one of those ways. Also, pretty much every podcast tells you over and over again, of course, please like, share, subscribe, rate, review this podcast on Apple Podchaser, Stitcher. Just if you can help me connect with and encourage more potential joiners around the globe, that would be fantastic. Finally, check out my sister and partner podcast, The Good Morning Guys, where every week Pat, Mark, Ronnie, and myself talk about the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and to play. Alrighty then, my beloved friends, family, and joiners, go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you seek to be a blessing to others. Ate mai si, Deus abensoi, my friend.